0: You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station, Joy 94.9. Bent Notes is our weekly jazz program going to air each Sunday night. My guest tonight on Bent Notes won a Grammy Award in the Best Pop Instrumental category in 2013 for his latest album, Impressions, after being nominated previously in 2010 and 2008. Four of his albums have reached the number one position on the Billboard chart of jazz albums. He's a busy touring musician, currently in Montreal, Canada, and visiting Australia over the next week. It's my pleasure to bid a very warm Aussie welcome from Joy 84.9 to American composer and jazz trumpet virtuoso. He's just off the stage after a show in Montreal Chris Bote, welcome.
1: Thank you for that introduction, and thanks for having me on your show.
0: Oh, it's a pleasure to have you, Chris, and thank you for making the time after a show in Montreal. I understand that it's a bit of a chaotic place at the moment with the Jazz Festival.
1: Well, they have lots of different uh, venues going on and that we played at the theatre, and then they have like outdoor music in the square, and it's it's uh, very loud and going a little bit crazy out in front of my hotel right now, but it's, it's, it's very festive, and it's a great Jazz Festival.
0: Chris, you've become the largest-selling American instrumental artist of all time. I read that you're also the world's top-selling jazz instrumentalist. Where did it all begin?
1: Well, I mean, to get to the point where you have a, a realized career is a bit of a, a, you know, a stroke of a lot of good fortune from having worked with people like Sting and and uh, I mean, so many different other people in my career. Uh, to, I mean, to, to really like making good music and, and surrounding myself with good musicians a priority so i mean there's a whole lot of things that contribute to to being successful as an instrumentalist because you can have a popular hit vis-a-vis video like overnight you can be kind of a household name but to make it as an instrumentalist takes the, the, the road is a much different climb so to speak and so uh, i i've been very very lucky and it's been a it's been a really nice ride for me
0: to get onto that road, Chris, you had to start somewhere what's your first memory of uh, of music well
1: I mean I, I played the I mean I practiced the trumpet and, and I was super dedicated uh, to, to to playing the instrument. Uh, I heard Miles Davis when I was a kid on, on, on an album and that 's what made me sort of want to become a jazz musician so i didn't really think about like all the success and all that stuff but I mean it really connected with me the instrument and um, and that's what I knew I wanted to do. Now, what happens is that you, you, you need some, some certain breaks along the way. I, my very first professional kind of concert or gig was playing with Frank Sinatra. And I've worked with so many different people along the way, like basically every kind of famous singer from Bocelli to Bublé to Steven Tyler, John Mayer, I mean, on and on and on. And, and vis-a-vis kind of getting like respect from those type of artists and having my opportunity to, to release my own records has kind of been the thing that's uh, done it for me
0: so many people that you've played with and supported and now you're leading the fray so to speak was there anything particular you can remember from those musicians that you learnt? was there something that stands out as being an amazing thing to learn
1: well i mean i guess I, in many respects i don't really have a career on the level that i do now I have not been from working very closely having been in sting's group and then having him kind of give his blessing to my music and, and opened so many many doors for me both as a performer as a recording artist. It was just an amazing opportunity for me to uh, become super good friends with someone that has that kind of impact on, on, the, on the music business. So I would say without a doubt he's the guy that I, I uh, uh, have, have learned the most from and, uh, and, and has helped my career in so many ways.
0: And still, still out there performing of course.
1: Oh yeah, I mean we we do kind of special events every once in a while, kind of often. But uh, yeah, but he's been he's been he's been great, and obviously he, I, I got my appetite for the road by being in his band, you know, like, <laughs> uh, knowing how much he hits the road. It's it's pretty insane.
0: You hit the road a lot too. I, I read uh, was it three hundred nights a year you're on the road?
1: we're. All, we're we're away from home 300 days. I mean, for instance, we're coming to Australia, as you know, and, and uh, that is, you know, two days to get there and two days to get back and, and then the day off a bit. But we probably do, you know, 250, 230 shows a year, but, but uh, it's, the, it's the travel and the getting around that, that makes it kind of a little more uh, taxing on the calendar.
0: How do you uh, work your life so that you can enjoy all this uh, performing and participate in it but still have a life of your own? don't
1: necessarily know if I do uh, have a you know well-rounded life, but I'm certainly not complaining about it. I, you know, I feel so incredibly fortunate to be able to do what I do, to be able to to make play music, you know, and to have an audience all around the world. It's a very unique thing, as I said, for an instrumentalist. But so I, I just feel real lucky, and uh, and 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 we we love. You know, doing the touring and, and and being able to assemble the musicians I have there's just such an incredible group of of performers. And just just so you know, like the my, my the shows—it's a show, you know. So we have like two singers and a concert violinist, and uh, you know, and an incredible group and a band. And 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 you know, not only is there the symphony, but it's not just the symphony and a trumpet player—it's a whole the whole uh, put together show. And so we're we're
0: really happy about that. The the shows you do, as you say, you put them together. You have. More than just yourself standing out the front of a symphony orchestra, do you use uh, participants in the show from the various countries that you visit, or are they all transporting around with you?
1: Yeah, no. They, what happens is that, that when you have a band that's on the level of these guys, I mean, you know, many of them have won Grammys, or they, 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 they're, they're seriously like the bright upstarts in their in their craft. So you know, it's hard to find that in every city. You might be able to find it in Sydney. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Sydney's got some incredible musicians. However, you might not find it in St. Louis on a Tuesday night, or something like that. So, so you know, you really kind of got to go out and and handpick your musicians. It's very very important how that all goes down. And so we, uh, I spend probably the majority of my time going around and and, and around the world to try to find, you know. Uh, musicians that share the stage with me and that I that I think would be a great addition to my band.
0: We're talking to Chris Botey tonight here on Bent Notes on Joy 94.9. Thank you for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Find more Joycasts and show vlogs go to joy.org.au speaking to Bent Notes tonight from Montreal, Canada, is the world's top-selling jazz instrumentalist, Chris Bote. Chris, you've recorded with so many famous singers, uh, including Barbara Streisand, Tony Bennett, Lady Gaga, and as you mentioned before, Frank Sinatra. What was it about recording with them and performing with them that gave you the buzz of, of music?
1: Well, from my very first big tour, I think, uh, was, was being a member of Paul Simon's group. And and that was, you know, 23 years ago. And I think what that did is it gave me an appetite for wanting to be on the road. And there's there's a whole lifestyle choice to being out on the road and being um, and loving it. You know, a lot of people kind of get worn down by it, but I get energized by it. And, and, and I think I learned a lot from those different musicians also about how to put a band together, how to craft a band, how to make Artistry in your band real important. Sadly, now nowadays, you know, young acts come up and they don't have this notion of having, you know, this incredible artistry behind them as well as having a great career. They're kind of more interested with having dance moves and you know, light shows and stuff like that. So it sort of becomes something different. But back, back in the 80s and the 90s, when I was coming up into the business there still was a lot of emphasis on world-class musicians on stage behind the artists that had their name on the marquee. So I was in both places. I'd be the musician behind the scenes or behind the main act. And then now for the last, uh, you know, 13, 14 years, I've been the one in the front.
0: You've been on both sides of the curtain.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there's a a few, like Sheryl Crow is one name that comes to, to mind right away that, that had, you know a real background uh, particularly big time background stuff like with Michael Jackson etc and then stepped into the spotlight and also became a solo artist it doesn't happen as often as you you would think but uh but it does happen and I I guess I'm living proof of that
0: you you get up there and you play and you perform you've learned all these things from so many people over the years but you play a trumpet and I understand that you play a trumpet that is not just a brand new one off the shelf it's got history to it
1: well, you know, when you play instruments like whether it's violin or trumpet, I mean, the violins are much older than the trumpets because the trumpets sort of disintegrate over time because you have moisture from your, from your blowing into the thing, you know, so they, they don't hold up as well as violins. But mine is a great, 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 great trumpet from 1939. It's called a Martin. It's not related to a Martin guitar, but it's it's a Martin trumpet. It's Miles Davis played them, and Chet Baker, and a bunch of other people played them. And I happen to have found a, an amazing one about thirteen or fourteen years ago. It's been my my real baby. It's amaz- amazing, amazing horn.
0: And and is that the only trumpet you play, Chris?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I actually, I actually don't really live anywhere. I live in a hotel in New York, so I carry. I have like one suitcase and my trumpet in the carry on. And I really got rid of most of my possessions. I've done it twice in my life. This is I'm, I'm about a year and a half into my second run, but I did it one time about seven years with not with no possessions, and uh, yeah, I like it. And so I, I only carry the one trumpet around. I only have the one.
0: Is the choice of that instrument important for a musician, whether it be a trumpet or a violin? Is there something about that trumpet that, to you, gives you so much more power or or empathy?
1: I think that. If you're lucky enough to connect with an instrument, whatever that is, a particular instrument over the course of your life, really connect with it emotionally, that it fits your body physically. You can get power, you can also get lyricism from it. Uh, you can make it soft. You can make it do so many different color changes on the instrument. Then you got to consider yourself lucky. I mean, I, there's a few guys that I know that are amazing trumpet players that really don't care what they play on, but for the most part, I think that you know. It, it, trumpet players are supremely neurotic and this finding this horn this many years ago has taken all that neuroses out of it for me because i know i'm just committed to that horn and i'm not out trying to like you know try six different mouthpieces a gig or something like that a
0: lot of trumpet players do that chris boaty is talking to us from montreal canada on bent notes on joy 94.9 Thank you for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Find more Joycasts and show vlogs. go to joy.org.au. Speaking to us from Montreal, Canada, is the world's top-selling jazz instrumentalist, Chris Botey. Chris, you've got your trip out here to Australia, as you've mentioned. You're travelling two days to get here, two tra- days to get back. You've got some shows. What at feels this. like
1: two probably more like a day and a half, but it's, it's so worth it when we arrive.
0: Well, you're playing in some beautiful venues, the Sydney Opera House to start with.
1: I can't. I can't think of a more beautiful venue than that in the world I I mean you know yes Carnegie Hall is 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 legendary but it's not nearly as beautiful from the approach as as the opera I I, I'm I'm impressed to think of many places in the world that have that kind of stature and grand grand
0: kind of feeling to it. Down here in Melbourne at the Hamer Hall it's just recently been done up I think it seats is it almost 2400 people Uh, it's going to be an amazing experience for those who are lucky enough to get tickets.
1: looking forward to it. We, we've we been to Australia now, this will be our fourth or fifth time with my band, and we started out playing a little, little tiny club and we've grown it into being able to play at the Opera House and in Melbourne and everything, and it's just it's, uh, it's something the band really, really looks forward to coming down there. First of all, the coffee in Australia is the best in the world. And uh, outside of Italy, I think it is the best in the world. And so uh, we're, we're excited to, to see everyone say hi to old friends and, and make music.
0: The show you've got uh, bringing down here to Australia, Chris, I understand it's based upon your Impressions album that was released a year or two ago.
1: Well, some of it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's maybe more of a... Um, Linked closely, or t- more closely, to our live in Boston DVD, in in the sense that it the show moves around from classical to jazz to R and to rock and roll, and there's three special guests, and it-, it has the roller coaster ride of a show rather than. I mean, Impressions is 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 a mood album. It's supposed to you're supposed to put it on and it keeps you in a certain mood. But a live show, I think, really needs to have and feel visceral kind of technique when you need to have it, and showmanship and chops and entertainment and all these different things which, you know, keep the audience engaged for a couple of hours, and, and that's important, and, and I'm, I'm, you know, always crafting and reworking the show and trying to get it better and better and better, and so right now we're bringing with us the A-team of musicians that I've had in the course of my career, and so I think everyone's going to really have a good time.
0: The album Impressions is your latest one. As you said, it's it sets a, a scene, a feel. It's a beautiful album to listen to, Chris.
1: Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, I mean, we, uh, as the record business is kind of falling off a cliff, I still have been fortunate enough to have the support of Columbia uh, Music and Columbia Records, and and also Universal in in different parts of the country or parts of the world, and so it's been nice to be able to make an album and. Um, Experiment with great orchestras and have special guests. There's Puccini and Herbie Hancock and David Foster and Mark Knopfler and Vince Gill are all on the record, along with the London Symphony and stuff. So it's it's it, it's taken a lot of uh, practice to get to this point to be able to like make an album like that, and we're happy it got the Grammy, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, it is it is supposed to be kind of a moody uh, uh, impressions, hence the name record
0: there's two tracks that stand out for me Chris one is the opening track the prelude number no. 20 in C minor it strikes me interesting that we have a piece of classical music that has been uh, given the Chris Botti treatment and then the last track from Mark Knopfler featuring Mark Knopfler what a wonderful world it's just so nicely done.
1: Yeah that, Mark, Mark is um, such an extraordinary person and musician and he really—he had this idea. He goes, "Chris, I want to do this live." He wouldn't even let us do any like fixes or anything. And he was very adamant about using his band in his studio in London. And we went. We, that's one take. What you're hearing is is the one performance down with all the little, you know, nuances that 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 brings most musicians me included will want to go back and fix a couple of things but he was adamant about not doing it and, and i'm very grateful to him for that It has a really nice feel an honest feel to that song that are obviously everyone knows he's a, he's he's marvelous and the, the opening track we've been um, we've been going to poland a lot to perform and the um The government in Poland, uh, after the horrible tragedy of their losing their president, most of their political structure for the last 15 years in an airline crash, when that government was reformed, they had a big celebration in the square in Warsaw, and the government came to me and they said, like, we would like you to come perform uh, on national television for this, and could you perform a Chopin piece? Because it would have been Chopin's 200th birthday. So it all happened, this was three years ago, July, and so we flew there and debuted that song with the Warsaw Symphony, and then we loved it so much we decided to record it and it became the first
0: song on the record. It's an amazing interpretation there, Chris. Well, thank you. Thank you for the time you spent with me today to have a chat about coming over to Australia, the the Impressions album, and where you've been with your career over the years. It's such a pleasure. Look forward to a fantastic show and bidding you a welcome to Down Under.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much. We can't wait to see everyone.
0: Thanks, Chris. Chris Bote here on Bent Notes. Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member
1: at joy.org.au.